thought. Sports? That's pop culture. I dribbled the mic. Jim Jarmusch's latest film. We bought a three-pointer. Hey guys, are we doing the intro right now? We we bought a mic. We bought Drew being unprepared. Mic. Sorry, I was zoned out. <sighs> Hello, folks. Welcome to another amazing, incredible, wonderful, exciting episode mm. of We Bought a Mic. Mm. We're talking about all things pop culture this week. We're getting like, we're getting poppy. We're getting culture-y. Yeah. With some sporty things. Yeah, sports are pop culture now, guys. Get Balls used to it. in baskets. Sports yeah. are on TV, so therefore they are TV shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a guest this week. Um, how about you? Uh, you start off the introduction. Introductions. Oh, I'm, thank you. I'm guy. Drew Dietzen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on this week. Um, I was I was here what a couple weeks ago, maybe a month or two. Yes. Uh, Daniel Sewane. Mm. Hello. Welcome. Salutations, Danny fellas. Sewane. Thank you. Uh, we had you on when we talked music festivals. James, mm-hmm. and guess what, boys? We're all back up on the soils now. Whoa! The fans the clamored jewel, for it. Jewel flavored. Yeah, yeah. Dude. What is that? Mango. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm Ernest. I am Hunter. I already did it. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey. <that's true>. Premature. <laughs> yeah. I uh, thought I was the guest. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's just dive into these news so we can uh, we can get to the rest. Uh, we we have a a little bit of of uh, video game talk here before we get to the sporty ball. Uh, E3 happened. E3 happened, guys. Yeah. Is that something that we still care about? Is that a thing? I remember it being a big thing when um, I was like so in middle school. Thing. Never, E3, never cared. E3 used to be like the biggest thing in the world, but now Nintendo really started this trend where Nintendo is just like, yeah, like E3 will just show off stuff that we already have, but for the most part, we're going to use our own Nintendo Directs to release stuff. And Sony, notably, was not at E3 this year. So a lot of the big Sony releases just got announced before E3 even happened. There was still some cool stuff that got announced. Like, it wasn't a complete loss of a year, but this did feel like a little bit of a down year as far as E3 goes. Uh, so that being said, what, what, are we, uh, what are we looking at in terms of hype? Uh, there was a little bit of gameplay that they showed uh, for Cyberpunk 2077. That's the Keanu yep. one, right? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. <sighs> Our that's boy why, Keanu. That's why he's on all the memes right now, man. Yeah, it's he, the summer of the of the new, the new the Keanu. <laughs> I sent side note, but I you know that thing I sent you guys. I sent them a clip of uh, Keanu on a late night show, and it reminded me a lot of the movie Being There, where it's like, are, wait, are we sure Keanu is smart or is he secretly really stupid? But he is very likable. Very yeah, very charismatic. I, I mean, I know he's smart. I know he's capable of a lot. But the way people treat he says very simple things, and everyone's like, holy shit. Yo, Keanu just <laughs> snapped, bro. Like, he pops out at E3, gamer come everywhere. <laughs> Fucking, every, the audience busted. I mean, he was in the game, so everyone yeah. went apeshit. Yeah. Well, I actually, Fucking so I, I watched that little, like, five-minute trailer they put out before I got on Twitter or anything. So it was a genuine surprise to me when Keanu Reeves popped up in that game. And uh, I'm pretty excited. There's actually been some uh, stupid... It, of course, as Twitter and the internet goes, a lot of a negative reception to that game because people are like, 
ew, you can be like bisexual or transgender. Like, get politics out of games. And I just That's kind of want to politics. Yeah, I kind of want to so punch funny. these people in the face. Yeah. But I mean, it's like anything with the internet that this is just kind of the culture that we live in that people find shit to bitch about. But um, overall, the game looks really cool. Gameplay looks interesting. I'm not really sure what exactly it is it looks very open worldy but they it's kind like, of it's cyborg shit. they allude yeah. to the story which is very cyberpunk mm. so in 2077 in 2077 mm. blade runner 2049 yeah i mean from the gameplay you can see that there's so much shit going on in the in the game and they they pay a lot they pay a lot of work like doing detail so that it's going to be interesting to see how that goes especially since breath of the wild kind of came in and Basically shattered the open world games. It's you know. So yeah, they announced Breath that of the Wild kind of broke uh, what we expected from open world games. They announced a follow up to yeah, that. Yeah, they right? did. That was how Nintendo's presentation ended. And of my like list of like boxes to check of things to expect from a Nintendo Direct, just even getting the announcement that Breath of the Wild sequel is in development, like that got me so excited. I watched this like on my phone live as it was happening and i like kind of lost my shit whenever i saw that because there the was no is... uh there was no build-up to that it was no. just a kind of drop yeah, out of nowhere just... and i mean it said it's in development which means we might not see it for another two years from now i mean they announced i think it was last year that they announced uh metroid prime iteration on the switch and since they announced that we haven't heard anything about that game. Mm. i think the only thing that we heard about it was that it was gonna get delayed Damn. so yeah um Another news from Nintendo, we had, uh, this came out the week before uh, E3, but we saw first footage from the new Pokemon game. Did you guys check it's that out? Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield, Sword and Shield. Yeah. Um, It looks pretty dope. The legendary a, Pokemon look pretty stupid. Detective Pikachu? A Detective Pikachu game is happening. Oh, okay. They didn't really give that too much right. hype. But I was wondering if there was going to be a Detective Pikachu I don't, in... The, the game this is a side note did you guys look at what the legendary pokemon for sword and shield look like it's a sword and a shield it's, it's yeah. literally it's 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 <laughs> yeah. two they're like wolves one of them has a shield as its main mm. which looks kind of silly but whatever the other one is just a fucking wolf with a sword in its mouth it's literally <laughs> just like a puccina that's like its tongue a is sword. a sword <laughs> no not even that would be more interesting <laughs> but it's literally just carrying yeah, they're, around they're like running a great out of, sword yeah that, they're really running out yeah. of that well that, that was my first question because you do not think of swords and shields when you think of pokemon no you think that's like zelda shit <laughs> You know, it's a weird uh, mashup. Hey, maybe they're teasing a little uh, crossover Nintendo Cinematic Universe. I well, we are gonna have a Nintendo theme park, so I think I'm, they should I'm get together that. all these characters uh, in a fighting game, like a platformish fighting game, and Dude. just have it, have them brawl, have them One all out favorite... melee, have them. Whoa! Yeah, create... it would be the ultimate that game. It would be ultimate. One of my favorite. I would smash uh... that game, <laughs> bros. We should. We should. We should send them an email about this. I think that we're on to something. We should fax them. We can them. even get, like, Crash Bandicoot in there. No, mm -hmm. no. Banjo-Kazooie? <laughs> yeah. That. Um, Jack and Daxter? Snake? Um, Tack and the Power of Juju? <laughs> <laughs> Side note, though, that was, like, my favorite uh, fake internet uh, thing that fake internet rumor that came out was about Nintendo because of them making Detective Pikachu is that they're going to establish the Pokemon cinematic or the, the Nintendo cinematic universe 
because we're gonna get Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Great. We're gonna get Smash a new hit. a new Mario Brothers game has been announced, or a new Mario Brothers movie has been announced. We could have them assemble in a Smash Ultimate assemble. Fuck me. The Master Hand we, I, movie. We, uh, do <laughs> do can we, we have this? all? No, we don't. Can we, we have don't. all we the different have versions of Sonic in the movie? All the iterations of the ugly disgusting oh the really yes. bad scary yeah. one i want yeah, that yeah. one and then they like they steal skins. like they still they steal villanue for his entire career prime to make like pokemon movies <laughs> that's Man, that's the world have... i love living in right now yeah fuck dune give me <laughs> smash the movie he's building the dune scene uh any anyway speaking I did... of doom <laughs> <laughs> doom eternal was nuts that was supposed to be a transition no that was very good yeah was it good okay yeah. thanks i've never tried that before i've, I've never so i've never played doom i don't people uh, are nutty about doom yeah people love doom So doom is fun um i never really got the like i i never really got as into it as a lot of people are just because it's it's just a straight up like shoot em up well it was initially like a game. 90s pc game right yeah. yeah so it's it roots back it like kind the of love of it it goes back really like far. a genre for the modern, yeah like, it was shooter. very influential um, Final Fantasy VII Remastered. We saw footage of that. I, I guess it's actually happening. I, I, this is, I'm so excited for this game. Like, it looks so beautiful. I've been playing through Final Fantasy VII, the OG on the Switch, uh, since it came over. And Ooh. it's kind of incredible because there are some moments where, like, Final Fantasy VII has an amazing storyline that is for... Being a Final Fantasy game, it's surprisingly pretty easy to follow what's actually happening. It's not nearly as convoluted as a lot of the later games or, <laughs> or like, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yeah, I was about um, to say. Yeah. Um, but there's like... So, spoiler alert for Final Fantasy VII, but when Ares dies, it's like this emotional thing that happens, but at the end of the day, you're just watching a polygon fall to the ground. <laughs> so it doesn't really it's do like a anything. a couple triangles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like to see it with this, it's not even hyper-realistic because they are still giving this, that, this cartoonish affection that's notorious for the Final Fantasy games. But I'm really excited for it. Okay. Um, uh, definitely the new Project Scarlet, which is the next uh, console by Microsoft mm. after the Xbox One S. Is that the newest one? Is that what it's yeah. like? One X permanently going to be called? No, I, I don't think so. That no. seems like a tentative name. Yeah. Kind of like the NX was the original Switch thing. Yeah. Maybe they call it like Xbox Scarlet. I guess. I don't know. We'll see. I. I. All I know is that they're trying to. With the new generation of consoles, they're trying to make something that's uh, more permanent and it doesn't, you know, totally become useless after the after yeah, a cycle. Yeah, because yeah, that like, idea is getting antiquated. Mm -hmm. Like, it's kind of silly at this point. Something that's upgradable and is backwards compatible yeah. and then gets it, it is ready for, like, the coming streaming. Yeah. Well, uh, also, yeah. Sort of like how, about... how PCs have been for the last decade. Yeah, <laughs> we're finally catching up to Well, PCs. yeah, that's the thing about the new Project Scarlet. So they were really advertising that the frames were going to go up to 120, which is pretty... Big jump from, what were they, usually 30 to 60 yeah. at the games? Six, yeah, so, yes. I mean, making the big jump to 120 is kind of like future-proofing themselves mm -hmm. for, you know, keeping it around for a lot longer. You'll, you'll they, finally be able to watch the Hobbit movies as they were intended <laughs> for just a couple of shots. <laughs> What if Peter they're Jackson? Um, what if we watch them on that and they're like so good? Yeah, we're like, we were wrong. <laughs> yeah, this is this the is best I've than ever Lord seen. <laughs> I... Well, I mean, they really are also going against... I mean, think about Google had its announcement uh, a couple months ago about how they're going to have this, the Stadia, which is literally like 
you just have the subscription service. You can watch people playing like a Let's Play and then just start playing the game immediately. Mm -hmm. And you can play it like on your phone and then also on this like console at your home. And it's so seamless. So I feel like that's also maybe my reason why uh, Sony wasn't there this year because Sony is hard at work on their own thing. PS5. And... If it's even called a PS5. Could be PS Scarlet. Could be a PS360. <laughs> they just both call it that. <laughs> I did it first, bitch. It's, it's called the PlayStation Box. Yeah, yeah. Pl- the Place Box. X Station. Yeah, 720. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. did want to make sure we shouted out Star Wars. Um, Thank God. Jedi Fallen Order. We saw gameplay. Uh, it looks like Star Wars. Uh, There's it- Stormtroopers, you know. It kind of uh, looks like the the fighting style looks like Force Unleashed. Yes, which is uh, those are really fun games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the Force is unleashed in those games. You do get to do some crazy shit. This one they don't tease that as much. Uh, it seems like they're leaning more into um, just kind of like the vibe of the, the the Star Wars universe, being able to visit these different planets, we interacting. Got, we got Forrest Whitaker in there. Yeah, really? don't was, forget about yeah. That was odd. Yeah, this takes place in the Rogue, Rogue One universe. Mm-hmm. Does he have the eye I, in the video game too? Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I hope that this has the vibes, like the story wise, of Knights of the Old Republic, which is such an amazing game. I love that game on PS2. Yeah, the RPG style. Yeah, I hope we'll that see. kind of has that feel to it. With maybe some of the fighting style of something like Force Unleashed. Yeah, um, that's kind of what it looks like right now. I think a lot of people still have a bad taste in their mouth from uh, Battlefront. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got so, burned on Battlefront. Yeah. I got burned pretty. I bought Battlefront at launch because I was so hyped. Yikes. And yeah, I don't even pre-order games anymore. I wait till people review them after a couple days, and that's when I actually buy them. Mm-hmm. Or when it goes on sale. I think mm-hmm. the last time, well, that's a lie. I've done it before, but it's with games that I like, think are a sure thing, like Spider-Man or uh, God of War. Because the last time that I did that with kind of an unknown was No Man's Sky. And I got kind of burned with that one too. What? So well, they've actually they've updated that game to make it yeah, so more. Uh, here's the thing, because uh, at this point, because okay, so on that note, Fallout seventy six Bethesda did a whole big thing about like, hey guys, we're sorry, <laughs> we, we released made, a broken. We game. decided to make this a real game now with NPCs that you can actually talk to. And guess what? There's battle royale mode now, oh, and it's like at this what? point, such a yeah. cop out, such yeah. a cop out. It's one of those things that at this point, it's like, yeah, I don't care. Like No Man's Sky got fixed with all these free updates. I don't care. Like my attention span's gone. I'm on to the yeah, next thing. That's at this so, point. You can't like, give me a comeback. Yeah, now you can play Fallout with the John Wick skin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give me Modern Warfare, hey. or just don't give me a video or game give at me all. Death. Yeah, that's what Benjamin Franklin said. All right. Well, speaking Um, of Call of Duty. Oh, I was just going to very quickly. I don't even know where you're transitioning with this. Yeah. But hold that transition. I don't know if I want to find out. (laughs) Hold that transition very quickly. Uh, Animal Crossing, uh, New Uh, Horizons got It got delayed. It got delayed, but again, for the most part, like, it's the same thing with movies for me. If you're going to give me a better product, I'm okay with waiting I'm not a diehard Animal Crossing fan as is. I enjoy I've played a little bit of the Animal Crossing games. They seem really fun. I can't wait to play the new one because it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. But I thought that uh, looks cool. I don't mind games being delayed. Unless you're Kingdom Hearts 3 and then you can go fuck yourself. Um, so. Well, it was also... I don't remember one of one of the games that was delayed. Is, it, is Animal Crossing Nintendo? 
Yeah, um, switch. I think this one was delayed specifically because Nintendo didn't want to overwork the shit out of their workers. Yeah, shots fired to Rockstar over there. Shots fired <laughs> to the entire gaming industry. Yeah. yeah, they that is one of the worst industries to work in in terms of total burnout yep. every day. Yeah, yeah, and you know which company's the worst at that? <laughs> EA, EA Sports. They make NBA. <laughs> you should 2K. have said. You should no. There was no. a better transition there. Does EA make 2K? I don't think they do. No, they don't. Okay, <laughs> no, that's no. not yeah. it. 2K makes 2K. They made, they made <laughs> NBA. They make company. NBA Live. NBA hey, Live. Live sports. But you know what? Gaming <laughs> gaming companies do burn out their players a lot. And you know what else burns out their players a lot? Sports, specifically basketball. Specifically, knees. making it deep into the playoffs five years in a row. You might you might be a little susceptible in the knee region after that type of run. Got to ice so, ice the the old uh, knockers there. Mm-hmm. So, listeners, me and Drew have just been biting our time this entire playoffs, so we can finally talk about sports. Because guess what? Sports are pop culture. Yeah. Um, and the nerds is cool now, and also the the jocks are nerds now. Jocks are nerds, yeah. and we're nerds. Mm-hmm. So, um, what did you guys think about the finals themselves, or the playoffs in general? Uh, I think a lot of people were definitely happy to see the Warriors lose. However, uh, I wanted them to win because I'm a Miami Heat fan. Mm. And if the Heat don't win, I want everyone to be unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> so it was purely spite. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. really wrong reasons to root for a team. I appreciate that. I like that. Honesty. Um, I've been, I've been an actual fan of the Warriors since just before the cutoff point of being really lame for liking the Warriors. Yeah, back there when they, they, back still, in they still had Monte. 2K, 2K11, we would just play as yeah. the Warriors and just the and we're, yeah, we're like ahead who, of their time. We're like, who is this Curry fucker? He makes everything. Yeah. So I became a fan way back then, and I still like them. I think that as far as dynasties go, they're much more likable than the average one. Uh, that changed a um, little bit. Patriots? Wh- no, shut up. Well, that changed a little bit when they added Durant and when they added Cousins. They became a little less likable. But then guess what? They lost both of them. They, for me, they became likable all over again because we got to see Steph Curry solo doloing it in the playoffs. And that was really fun. It was really enjoyable to watch. They play fun basketball. They do. They yeah. really do. I, I'm a fan of their play style above yeah, anything else. Especially when Steph's leading the team. Yeah. I just I like how they play. Uh, analytics is getting sort of like a backlash because Houston is the biggest analytics team and it, it failed for them. But the Warriors are an analytics team. However, they still take twos. They take jump shots if they can get them from like a long two, uh, which I appreciate. I don't like just layups and threes, layups and threes. They are uh, underrated in that aspect, I think. Anyway, they did lose. Yep. So I was going to say, so I'm a Celtics fan. I'm a Boston diehard oh, for everything. Fuck. Love my Celtics. But other than that, Red Sox, yeah, dude, Coming bo- up. all Boston sports teams. We won two out of the four major sports this past year. Got to Game Seven of the hockey. You know, I became a Bruins fan. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we love that stuff. Yeah, uh, Nordstrom. <laughs> What's the Boston MLS um, team? They don't have an MLS team. <sighs> Actually, no. It's a uh, who am I? It's New England Revolution. Mm. Who uh, they always make it to the final, or at least growing up, they would always make it to the finals and then lose every single year. So you know, super um, fun. But so for the most part, though, I watch I have a team, but for the most part, I just like watching great basketball. I really do. I think it is kind of just a very modern era thing where people care. People follow players more so than they follow the teams themselves. Like Curry and Kevin Durant are two of my favorite players I've ever seen in my life. Clay I, and Clay is my favorite player. And Clay is, <laughs> yeah, Clay is I've the ever most, seen. Clay is the highest approval rating of any yeah. sport of any athlete that I can think of. Yeah, like everybody, everybody likes Clay. Everybody likes. You can Clay. hate the Warriors, but if you don't like Clay, I have a problem. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wait, did you guys see that that thing where he was 
basically talking shit to Drake after yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He, he we goes, love to see it. See you in the Bay, Aubrey. Bumass. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, so that's that so being wild. said, I I think that while it was enjoyable, I don't think it was a great NBA Finals. Um, we had lots of injuries. Sloppy. Some of the games, yeah, they were very sloppy. The teams and were very tired. To be fair, that's how Toronto took advantage of Golden State, was they wanted to ugly and muck up the game it felt like an old like oh four pistons like bad yeah. boy pistons era where they're just like we're just gonna lock you down on defense and we're gonna disrupt your rhythm we're gonna always be having people hands in your yep. face and so i mean as far as the storylines that will last for years and years to come we kevin Durant is out uh throughout the playoffs starting in the for I guess, like a month so yeah for a full month starting in the first series of the playoffs he's out he comes back game five. He plays like a little too much, I would say, yeah, for someone played, who's coming right back. He played 12 of the first 14 minutes. His first game back. And I Not get it because the Warriors are like, oh, shit, we're actually winning. We got to keep him in there. But like he then tore his whole fucking Achilles off. Yeah. He uh, did really well when he was in there. He oh, got yeah. 11 points. Exactly. Halfway so they're the like, second. fuck, we can't we can't rest him. And then that I think that that was a mistake. Which is easy to say in hindsight, but still, when someone's coming back from an injury, you don't just put them in for the whole game. No, it was it was very stupid. I really do kind of blame Kerr and everything else. At the same time, I feel like people are blaming the Warriors too much. At the end of the day, KD is a grown man. He's a 30-year-old <laughs> man. If he wants to play basketball, they're not going to be like, no, I think he should sit this yeah, one out. They're going to be like... Okay, yeah, if you think that you're good, you say that you're good, then we're going to put you back out there. Yeah, it's all about what the, you know, the outcome of the event, which I, is, so it's easy, it's really easy in hindsight to be like, "Hey, fuck you guys." Talk about like just Katie blowing out his Achilles is one of the biggest it's going to be one of the biggest sliding doors moments in the NBA for the near future. I mean, now that we're thinking going through all this, so Katie blows out his Achilles. Not only think about the Katie storyline. Katie, everybody hated him so much. Now at this point, he was a true warrior. He battled through the injury to get back out there and then fucked up, possibly fucked up the rest of his career because of this injury. Yeah, you don't really come back all the way from now, it. Yeah, not even that. It was also a contract year for him. Yes, yeah. That, that, that leads to my whole other thing about sliding door situation. So KD comes back. Even though he gets injured in the second quarter, they still get enough of a push from him that they're able to win game five. Game six, Clay Thompson tears his ACL. Yeah. This is this if is a butterfly effect. If doesn't play at all, he doesn't tear his This ACL. doesn't tear his Well, ACL. even if if Katie's in the game, the whole situation on the court looks different, and that dunk is not a thing. Like, think different things happen. Even if they it's, win Game Five, it's insane. Yeah. Like, just thinking about something like that. Now you think about free agency that's coming up this year. The whole thing was Kawhi or Kyrie and Katie teaming up together. That probably isn't going to happen now. Yeah, that Brooklyn was already gone because Kyrie was he was Brooklyn. Well, isn't but. Isn't they were going to make a push towards KD? Brooklyn was. Isn't Clay also in? in isn't he a free agent now too? Clay is there. I don't see the Warriors losing Clay. I, I think that yeah, they'll I think just they be take like him. Um, Clay, you'll get a statue do, do you, outside. Do you of give him a max there. still? I would. What are you? You don't have him for a whole year. Think about that. I know, but someone if if they're not going to do it, someone else is gonna. So that's the problem. Same, same thing with, with KD. Yeah, same with KD. Someone's going to pay him. The like, Knicks it doesn't are. matter if he's out for a year. He's KD. He's going to get paid. Teams are so desperate to have a star. The Knicks, specifically, are so... They're going to pay him. The Nets, I hear, are the ones that are top dogs right now for getting all these free agents. Well, well yeah, they're a better, way better of, team to be on. That's kind I'd of much the rather. funny thing about all this is that everybody leading up to this offseason was just like, man, the Knicks are finally going to be good again. And then if everybody just goes to the other New York team... The irony behind that would just be incredible for all yeah. the sad Three boy Knicks fans out there. They've been good. Yeah, so there's this whole crazy butterfly effect, and then 
f- like two days ago, Anthony Davis goes to the Lakers in an insane trade. Like and, <laughs> one of the craziest trades. They in gave history. up way too much, in my opinion, to get AD. And, yeah, and it's not that they shouldn't have. Like it's not like it's like immediately regrettable. Like that'll be down the road when we decide that. But I feel like they could have given away less. So that's, that's the, the problem. It was, that's the thing. Right? Yeah. Who were they betting against? Yeah. Because at this point, the Celtics weren't going to trade for him because Ky- Kyrie is leaving. It's also so. that that was the only team AD said he wanted to go to. Yeah. Like they're playing from a they're going from a place of no leverage at all that they're just like, all right, yeah, we'll give you three like young, young, not stars, but L- Lonzo young guys Ball, with Brandon Ingram's a stud. I think he's a stud. Three, but three guys with prone. potential. Uh, and then the number four pick in the draft when they already have Zion coming in at number one, uh, they could trade end up fucking around with that pick. Then you get three other first round draft picks, what? including pick swaps. Yeah, yeah. So that's the whole thing. That's fucking loony. Tunes. So they that's have insane. They have a top eight uh, guaranteed pick for the 2021 draft. So if the Lakers just end up going to shit in the next couple of years, they'll have a top eight pick. Then if they doesn't go then it comes it becomes unprotected in 2022 which at that point lebron will be 39 years old and 2022 is notable because that's going to be the year of the double draft in which we have all the great high school players coming in and all the great college players coming oh, in right. it's going to be one of the best drafts yeah that's, ever. that's gonna be so fun so they got that pick and then they have a 2023 unprotected first round pick yeah. which at that point lebron probably will be off the team yeah at the very least he won't be himself anymore yeah so like what they got for this haul i do still think if you have a chance to get a top five player in the league and you're trying to make a run especially in a post warriors yeah. world in which the warriors aren't going to be the warriors next year you kind of have well, to yeah. take that chance and yeah that's why i'm i can't shit all over the lakers because they were flailing. They are desperate right now. Like, if they didn't get AD, they end up with, like, Jimmy Butler or someone. That's not fucking good enough. They're they the s- Lakers. Like, they need it. They've been sucking so hard for so long uh, that they needed to get the deal done. That's the leverage that the Pelicans had. Yeah, they're in win-now mode. Basically. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck else are you going to do? You have LeBron, and you didn't make the playoffs. Like, you need him so bad right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, there's a lot of rumors that if they couldn't get AD – then LeBron was going to consider demanding a trade, which would have just been the most demoralizing yeah. thing ever for the Lakers. I would have ate that shit up because I don't hate LeBron, but I do hate the Lakers, and I can't stand them and their fan base is obnoxious. Unlike Boston, we're all nice guys. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, no, we're all super nice. Fuck you. If you don't like it, they'll <laughs> fucking knock you out, mate. Um, what is that? <laughs> that was, yeah. Are they Australian now? They keep blinders. I don't know where Hunter's not that. from Boston, and it's... <laughs> I, mate, I'm from the Boston, the bean town. Um, <laughs> yeah, Lee's from there, and she knows what you're doing. Yeah, uh, so that was really good. Have you guys ever been? Then you don't know. Um, <laughs> that's like Drake saying Islander shit just because he's, like, hiding in the culture. <laughs> like, that's what you're doing for Boston. So, okay, you're so appropriating I do want to say that I think that it's funny that we are doing the same thing that every other sports media thing is, team is doing, which uh, the Raptors won the NBA Finals and nobody's talking about the Raptors, which – how that's just the most Canadian thing in the world that Canada finally brings a championship to them. People are like, yeah, man, but what a tragedy for the Warriors and now AD, all this stuff. I mean, it is. It's not like it's a full on asterisk finals, but that is the thing to know about this finals was that they lost their fucking dudes. But that's I 
I just I hate the whole idea of putting an asterisk on a title. Well, yeah, because that's what I'm saying. It's here, not that. Here's the thing: injuries happen every year. Like, yeah, I know it's happened before. Steph was injured in the year that they lo- went 73 and nine. Like, he was definitely hurt in the finals, and that was probably a reason why they lost. Yeah, like there's always things that I know. Happen. It's just like an extremely important thing to know, and it, it's speaking to the future because we don't know what's up with Kawhi. We like we really don't he is so quiet and his um whoever's running his shit is really weird like people don't talk about it Uncle anymore Dennis. the shit that went down at the spurs was bizarre like he was like not trusting their trainers he was like yeah my uncle's training me now not not the fucking team and then he's like no actually i just want to not leave. professional I'm gone. yeah he's like give me the fuck out of here that's really bizarre and it's easy to forget when you see him on the court and he's an absolute fucking stud uh but we don't know what's going on with him. We don't know where his head's at. Does he, he want to stay? stay yeah. Does he go to the Clippers, which is a great situation for him? And he apparently does really want to go to L.A., even though it doesn't seem like his personality. But he could that. go to the Lakers. That'd be I, crazy, though. No, there's see. That's I, the, I don't know if he would want that. So here's the, also the thing about this, about how David Griffin, even though he was going to trade him to the Lakers, fucked them royally because of the way that the cap situation worked out. If they would have traded A.D. to the Lakers let's say two weeks ago, the Lakers would have about $33 million in cap space. That's enough space to sign a max player. Now, since they're doing it in this close of a time period to the draft, along with whatever, uh, if they do have any kind of assets or anything else, saying that they can't move anything else, they're going to be stuck with about $23 million in cap space. Yeah. So whoever's going there is going to take a pay cut. Yeah, and, and that's, that's why for cut me, out a lot of people. Yeah, for me, Kawhi is totally out in $23 yeah. million. He's not Board doing man's that. getting paid. Yeah. Oh um, my gosh! Can we talk about those shirts? Man, hold, board, on, man. hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. So you know who's in is uh, Jimmy Buckets. He is angling for LA, and he theoretically does fit, assuming that they get a couple shooters, because he's not a shooter. Here's the thing: I'm all in on that. Please give me that. Give me that for the like shit show of a personality and chemistry standpoint. That or or Kyrie, just like good luck with that. Have, have they're not they're, I, that. If, that I would rather kill myself than have Kyrie on my team at this point. <laughs> he is insane. He's a crazy. Yeah, man. you're telling me as a Celtics fan. Yeah, this he, is like the worst sports year. The my Celtics life. hard. Yeah, like he he ruined your whole plans. Yeah, he did. I kind of like it's, that. I like honestly. It breaks, I'm coming around to Kyrie. It breaks my like we haven't won a championship in like four months at this point. Like it's breaking my heart as a Boston boy. Must be fucking nice. Yeah, how's Miami going? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're all right. So the shirt's even talking about Miami. Oh my gosh. Okay. There was like this crazy marketing New Balance thing going on with Kawhi. And uh, I don't know if you guys, did you guys see that article on Reddit? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So basically it was this article on Reddit. All these players started talking about what it's like to be guarded or playing against Kawhi Leonard. Like in college back when he talked at all. Because now he doesn't talk at all. Yeah. So essentially just, he basically like, he's really good, you know, and he will score a bucket on you. He'll get a block, a steal. Or a rebound. And apparently some of the popular ones are when he gets a rebound, he goes, Boardman gets paid. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's a fucking robot. He, so he, he says that really bluntly when he gets a rebound. If he's guarding you, he just goes, no, no, no. Whenever no, you're trying no. to pass him, he's like, no. And when he scores, nope. he goes, bucket. <laughs> bucket. Bucket. Yeah. Like, can you think about it as a, as a competitive standpoint? Mm-hmm. You're trying your hardest. This guy's doing the most fundamental non-athletic shit. And he's just <laughs> saying, nope. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> nope. and he's fucking destroying you. So, uh, New Balance was really dropping the ball leading up to this point because they sponsored Kawhi, who just became the most beloved athlete possibly in the world for the the brief time being, because everyone wanted Toronto to beat the Warriors. 
Uh, and they weren't selling anything for him. His shoes were sold out and there was nothing else. Uh, and they finally just dropped this shirt that's Times New Roman, uh, white shirt, black font, Boardman gets paid. I would pay a lot of money I for that shirt. I would buy that. I would get that shirt. I mean, I love... I, even though I like the Warriors, I love Kawhi. I didn't really have a horse in this race because I, I do... I really enjoy the Warriors. I like dynasties. I like it just watching teams be good for years and years. I think that... Patriots. I think that, no, I just... I think that... Yeah, Trump. <laughs> Of course, MAGA. Um, so oh, uh, I, <laughs> kill me. I don't want to associate myself with that. Well, guess I, you're not Tom Brady then. Oh. <laughs> I don't like this conversation anymore. <laughs> I like dynasties because I think it's harder to do it year in, year out with the wear and tear of being in the championship game every single year. That's more impressive than having a one or a two year spurt. The weight of success. Yeah. It's hard. Like, God, it's so hard having like just think about it. we've been in a football dynasty. Like we've been twenty years deep just being All great right. well, every year. Yeah, but you're not likable. I, I need to know <laughs> I need to know That's one fair. thing. Why did a Canadian team win? Mm. Oh, oh my god. Now you're starting How, to sound like that Trump. makes no sense. To, to, to preface me. this, I don't know if you guys saw that meme and it was uh while LeBron doesn't make the finals one year and a whole nother country wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked. Is it I, uh, because of Drake? Is this Drake? I, well, Drake, there in? was a Drake curse for a while. If you um, ask Drake, every, it's because of Drake. Yeah. <laughs> every every team he's ever cheered for always lost. Yeah. <laughs> he's I he sucks. Um, I love that he's on, on the championship parade celebrating like he like yeah. blood, sweat, and tears like every he day. won the finals why, yeah. yeah, why isn't he on the court? What's he doing? He's yeah. slacking. He's oh not doing God. shit. Put on a jersey, so man. Get he just out started there. I'm not like gonna a lie. year ago. So we were talking about talking about Canadian uh, team winning. I was almost. <laughs> I don't know why. This is just where my mind went to in 2019. We're getting way off track, but my mind immediately went to like, God, I really hope Donald Trump doesn't tweet about this. Like, first Canadian <laughs> Canada, first they take our health care. Now they take our NBA championship. But the problem is that I think that Trump knows how low of an approval rating he has in the NBA. Like, it's probably at, like, a 0% yeah. or, like, maybe a point two yeah. for, like, some closeted Republican in the NBA. Yeah, I could but, see some uh, some dudes being, like, low-key. Like, Steven Adams is like, I think he's got some good policies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole wall thing, you know. Let's build um, a wall. It could work. Like, the oh, I think he's got some good policies. Yeah. That's my Australian But we accent. need to build a wall. On the northern border, that's what we're missing. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're taking our um our our our, our basketball, our happiness. So well, that's in summary of this whole thing, though. Canada is a likable country. No one really has a big problem with Canada. Uh, they were a likable team. Kawhi is a likable guy. Um, and I I can't be too upset, but I am still sad. Same. Well, I mean. They were likable until they started cheering whenever KD blew out his Achilles. But it was I, I think I, it I was just him. the angle though. It was just one guy just it's people clapping. Watching. That yeah. that was just stupid sports star. P- people are excited whenever they're watching a game. So speaking of walls, let's talk about the four walls that make up our electronic devices that we stare at every day. The four walls or the four <laughs> sides? Well, if you think about it, sides are kind of walls in their own huh. way. Okay. Uh I'm gonna go first on a on a quick uh, lightning round here. Um, I've been watching Rami. Oh, I was I was trying hey. to set up for Black Mirror. I was I was trying to do a Black Mirror. I know. I I, there, I picked up I, on it. Okay. But we well, can just do catch up. Corner, okay. All right. So, no, that's fine. Okay. So right, I no, did. I, I recommended Rami to you guys yes. uh, a week or two ago. And what do you think? Uh, it's great. I watched the first four episodes, so I watched the big one that you that I, yeah, mentioned that I, was great. 
I'm not gonna talk in specifics. So Hunter people... did watch a great deal. I, of it, I've though. seen up through. I've seen all but the last episode. So. It's it's great. I mean, it's kind of dark, uh, but it does have plenty of humor. Yeah, it's very sad, but there's plenty of humor in there. I like the fact that it's this unique perspective. You know, Muslim American. Mm-hmm. All of that is great. Uh, yeah, fun show on Hulu. I'll talk more about it when I finish the season. I'm definitely not dropping off anytime soon. There's nothing there to make mm-hmm. me. Uh, feel like it's not worth yeah. watching. It's, and like it's I said, nice uh, and short. It already, gets better renewed. and better as the season goes. That's right. Really, from episode four on, because I liked the first couple of episodes. Episode three, I was not really a fan of. It's an episode where he like tries uh, weed for the first time, and I was just. I, I it seemed was, it was two solid. different stories it, in one episode. The way it ends didn't... with uh, Steve's mom was like some of the darkest shit. Yeah, I've I seen in a while. They they asked Steve about that because Steve is uh, his best friend who's in a wheelchair and is in real life. He has muscular yeah. dystrophy. They, he was like, yeah. When I read that, I thought it was really fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> like he Rami wrote that. That's and then he was like, yeah. But then I realized that it was funny. And... All 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 you can do is be like, well, it was his first time being high, so. He just didn't know what he was saying, and he just yeah didn't worst, worst had no scenario. filter. It was just very heightened compared to the rest of the show. I think it was like very out there for him to say that mm. compared to like a semi-realistic rest of the show. Yeah. But good show. Uh, also, I've been watching Glow on Netflix, uh, trying to catch up before season three starts this August. So Gorgeous I'm ladies on, of wrestling. I'm on season two. Uh, this show's great. Like I enjoy every moment of it. It's a little like over the top sometimes with its um um just approach to being this 80s period piece and and being very uh feminist and and uh yeah just it's a it's a show about like empowering women and and sometimes it can be a little bit heavy-handed but the acting is so strong and they're able to like make you connect with such a large amount of characters like there's a lot it's a big ensemble Mm. how's mark maron Dude, he's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's really good. This was big for the what? What the fuckinier? What the fuckaroo? Yeah, yeah. The the Godfather of podcasting. Yeah, Bill um, Simmons would like to have a word. <laughs> the first nihilist to walk to Earth. He's he's good. I really like him. He just he plays pissed off so good. Like was, his that's attitude, his whole stage presence back yeah. in the, back in the nineties. Like his whole yeah. attitude of being like fed up all the Exasperated. time is, is yeah. great. Uh, and Allison Brie is is awesome. She her whole arc in this show is like she wants to kind of take charge. Mm. Um, and there's some other characters that have that similar arc too, but we follow hers the closest. Uh, so she doesn't she doesn't just want to be a wrestler. That's not her ambition. She wants to be a writer, a director, a producer, a creative force all on her own. And they do a really good job of of exploring that. Um, so it's on season two right now. Season three is coming soon. I'm gonna I'm. I'm going to end up catching up before it starts because we have plenty of time before yeah. August comes around. So I'll definitely touch on it again. Uh, also, The Deuce on HBO. Good show. This is a meaty, meaty show. Every time I talk about it, I'm like I'm, I'm like eating like a triple cheeseburger at a Cheesecake Factory. And it's like I'm really full at the end of it. And mm. I, I but, feel you, a, but you still have to get cheesecake. I feel a little sick, <laughs> you know, because it's such a filling meal. But I'm like, damn, that was so good. Oh, I just I can't have another one. or I'm going to pass out. Mm. That's kind of what the deuce is. Uh, every aspect of it is perfect. Like every performance, every music cue, every directing choice, editing choice, set design choice. Everything is perfect. Um, season two, I'm finding to be a little bit more digestible. 
um, just because we've been getting to know the characters more and just the dynamics of this whole situation. Is it less harsh than season one? It is still harsh, but the harshness is offset by a lot of like 70s pizzazz uh, and griminess too, (laughs) because it's like New York City in the 70s, it was shithole. It was rough. Fucking rough. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the fact that we're seeing, you know, porn come into its own and like be this this um uh I don't know, kind of like playground for for the outcasts of the film industry here that are having to uh just bear it all in more ways more ways than one. Uh so it's it's good to see that, you know, and, and see the ways that like even though it's porn there is still a little bit of artistic integrity in there and i didn't i didn't think i'd i'd see a show like this and it's so meticulously made every line of dialogue every everything it's just so detail oriented so good season three is coming uh, out this year and it's gonna be the final season um so it's just gonna be three and done so i'm catching up on season two right now and finally um big little lies I'm watching that uh, oh, also, I watched Fleabag, which I just told you off mic. I watched season one, but we're going to wait until I, I can't see wait. season two. I cannot wait till both of you guys watch season two so that we can just have a whole discussion. About yeah, that show. I'll, I'll just say it's great. It's really dark and a little depressing and morbid, but there is this just really unique quality to it that makes it very watchable. But uh, uh, Big Little Lies season two is out two episodes in. It's great. Great Meryl show. Streep is amazing. Yeah, she is Meryl Streep. I think that she's going to go places. I have a oh, good, I have a good feeling so? about that young girl. You think so? About that young lady. <laughs> I see uh, a bright future. Yeah, for so her. I'll, I'll definitely want to touch on that as the season goes on because uh, I'm loving it. It's mm. so good. It's so like juicy, so, so far, gossipy. I like Ooh. the vibe of it more than season one. I know season one is very. It's shot much more stylistically with Jean Marc Vallée. Jean Marc Vallée is out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have moved past the source material, so this is all original story. Um, I know that the uh, lady who wrote the book. I'm blanking our name, um, but she still has involvement. With like she's story billed as credit. the as the creator. Yeah, she's the creator. She's still kind of show running in a way. I don't know how much actual script writing she's doing, but she's at least giving some kind of a template for the story that they're following. Yeah. So um, the the new director is named Andrea Arnold, and the uh, writer is David E. Kelly. I think David E. Kelly is who you're thinking of. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is David E. Kelly. That's yeah. Who it is. Uh, but yeah, it's a great show. I do want to shout out another thing about the Deuce, which is they're involving a lot of crea- uh, female talent um, behind the scenes. So the writers and the directors of the show, a um, lot of female um, writers and directors. So that was a really cool thing to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's talk a little uh, Black Mirror. Why don't we? Yeah. Danny. Did you guys watch it? I did not. I've seen the first episode. Oh my gosh! Did you see the memes on that episode? Yeah, I, I have. keep bringing up yeah, memes. I... <laughs> I keep bringing up memes. We're this a like meme-heavy podcast, so it's okay. Oh my gosh! So it's um, three episodes, yeah. which is a nice change of pace that hadn't they hadn't done this since Netflix yeah, took I, over. Yeah, I it's actually didn't. Like really, I didn't realize that it was three episodes because at first I was like, God, I don't want to sit through six hours of this. But then I realized like last night that it was only three episodes. I only have a had a chance to watch one. Um, 
Very I really, unique. I really liked the first one. I really like it. Was it felt even though it wasn't like the best Black Mirror episode, it felt more like a classic Black Mirror episode. Yeah, because it's like the struggle with technology. That's like the yeah, whole thing. Exactly, and it wasn't too overbearing or pretentious. Like I think that the worst episode of Black Mirror that I saw uh, was the episode with the soldiers that came out in season three or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, that was I, the most on the nose thing that I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah, it was like the closest relation to like Nazis that they could be, you know. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the season as a whole? As a whole, I think it was kind of a letdown. Uh, mm. I think I think every other season was so much. But I mean, every other season had an episode that just freaking blew me away. Yeah. You know, there's at least a San Junipero in there. Or yeah, you know, something that you just love about that season. This one, nothing really kind of stood out. Uh, it was still worth the watch just because you like the stories and how different they get. I just felt like there wasn't a whole lot of substance when it came down to it. Just it was a just, cool premise. and Yeah, not, they're just trying yeah. to like string you along for an hour, and then finally they just kind of end it, you know? And uh, there were no crazy... Like, there was one that had a twist, but when it comes to... there was, It was basically a story being told, and there was always a message that you kind of had to understand, which... There always is. Yeah, it's kind of clear to see or whatever but um i don't know overall i didn't enjoy it as much as i wanted to so so there's the i haven't seen them but i i i plan on it because i've seen every other episode of black mirror so far yeah it's so definitely we, worth so the watch i may i may not choose this time to stop but how's the miley one the miley one uh, I, I i can i can chime in here yeah jump in man well tell, tell me what you thought i thought it was okay I thought um, it was pretty rough. <laughs> I think it might be the worst Black Mirror. Wow. I don't know, man. Jeez. I really hated that pig fucking episode. Oh, I, I love that one. <laughs> oh, I love pig fucking. That's th- th- it's so crazy that they kicked off the show with that. That was the pilot. Was the pig fucking? It's so hard to get someone into that show because you say, "Don't watch the first episode first. Because if you tell them to watch that show, it's like, dude, you just told me to watch a show about a guy fucking yeah. a pig. <laughs> or you know? that'll really get him hooked. That got me hooked. <laughs> Depends what uh, they're into. I'm a, I'm a, fan. but. To me, it just seemed like they really uh, dumbed it down a little bit for that one, which makes sense because it could be it's it's kind of like a Black Mirror for kids, like the message of it and the way um, <laughs> the way I don't know the way the episode works, the mechanics of the plot. Everything seemed a little simpler. I think they spent it seems like they spent a lot of money on actors and not so much the writing. Yeah, they got uh, they got Falcon in there. Yeah. What was is that the Mac- which, Andrew Mackey? Or Anthony Mackie. In in the Miley one? No, no. Oh, different okay. one. They got that, uh, I don't know her name. She's in Guardians of the Galaxy, the weird, like, mind control alien girl. Mm, um, she's in yeah. one of the episodes. With the, the antenna? Yeah. She's in the first episode. How is um in episode two? Because uh, the only thing I know about it is that, uh, I, Ernest, you haven't gotten this far in Fleabag, but Andrew Scott, a.k.a. the hot priest from uh, Fleabag, is in there. Okay. As the main guy. Mm, okay, uh, yeah. How's the second episode? Have you guys ever seen Phone Booth? Yeah. yeah. It's like a glorified yeah. Phone Booth. That's okay. like the entire episode. Dude, I love Phone Booth. Phone booth I loved it too. Movie. Colin Farrell, man. Oh, I fucking love Colin Farrell. Yeah. Low-key, I liked SWAT. Uh, I don't remember that movie too much. Yeah, but I like that But if movie. it's with Colin Farrell, I probably enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, he's in it, for sure. <laughs> mm. But uh, season as a whole, it's definitely worth the watch. Kind I'll of check, elect- I'll check con- it out at some point. Considering I, I loved season four, season three was awesome. Which is this? Is this five? 
This is season five. Okay. Yeah. So Bandersnatch. They, yeah. Bandersnatch was cool. It was unique. You know, yeah. it wasn't they a crazy cool something. story. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, quick, uh, quick correction, Hunter. The writer of the Big Little Lies novel is Leanne Moriarty. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. Uh, let's talk about a concert that we went to. Yeah. Unknown Mortal Orchestra. First of all, I'm going to preface. I knew. I didn't know any of you were going to that show. I didn't know I was going to that show. It was it was, it was kind of a last minute yeah, haphazard thing. Yeah, it was a spur thing. of the yeah. moment. But yeah, deal. it ended up with like a lot of us there. Uh, Unknown Mortal Orchestra opener. Don't remember their name. Not worth really talking about. I didn't see. <laughs> uh, I didn't get there in time. Yeah, I because me and Joey bought tickets as soon as they came out, and I thought it was just going to be me and Joey. Then all of a sudden there was a group of fifteen of us. Yeah, and I was oh, like, yeah. "How did this happen?" It was great. Yeah, it was an I awesome show. show. He's so talented. Like, yeah, as an artist. Yeah, um, it was that was my favorite part. Is sometimes uh, a person's music isn't conducive to like really shredding it, but then when you see him live, they go for it. And this guy could he didn't even do it that much live, but whenever he soloed, it was absolutely amazing. And his music doesn't have a lot of guitar solos, uh, needless to say. But that's uh, that's a big plus. If you're playing shit live, you got to spice it up. His that's name is uh, Ruben Nielsen. Ruben, yeah. I mean, I think what happens really often these days is that you'll see a band and what they up is their production, you know. And so it's basically their little light show, you know, mm. uh, behind that. But with Ruben, the story behind the whole show was his instrument uh, instrumentals and stuff. And that's what kind of carried the whole show. Most of the time, if you look people were just watching him rip the guitar it's like holy shit how is this guy doing that it's it was wild yeah. um crowd energy could have been better it was really hot in there probably played into it i think they didn't have ac at all yeah, yeah. it will at one point i said to allison i was like i would say we should move up but then if you look at the front row they were not uh like going hard at all yeah. <laughs> it was like the same energy in the back mm -hmm. um we had more breathing room in the back for yeah sure. but yeah. this this was i love the drumming uh good quality uh live uh music being played i'm not even like i didn't know most of the songs being played or i like vaguely knew them which you know any show is better if you know the songs thoroughly but i still had a good time yeah for sure i it was definitely a good show to go to um, another I, show I went. Oh, did you want to say? Something I just about I just wanted to say that my expectations were kind of low because I'd seen videos of uh, them playing at yeah. Pitchfork Paris, and it was really rough. His singing was like not great. Ooh. Yeah. So yes. my expectations were really low, and I was very very surprised. Like yeah. there, were none of the I didn't notice any singing issues. I mean, he's not like an incredible singer yeah. but it wasn't bad he, it was well, pretty good was it you i was talking to you how they, they put the moon taxi reverb on his voice yeah. and it sounded so good mm -hmm. well on the guitar too oh yeah it was a very reverby mix yeah. overall good effect i love anything that can be compared to moon taxi i know you do you're yeah. that was for you mm -hmm. but it's true they they really they put like the perfect amount of like heavy reverb on there good stuff also, they had plants on stage. Yeah, yeah. The that that was crack, a nice touch. The, the stage design was like an apartment in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> They're from Portland. Yeah, it was There's like a lot of yeah. It was like steel Portland. shelving and, and plants and like LED lights. <laughs> so is it just him up on stage? No, no. He's there? got okay. a no. He's got a full okay. band. Yeah. yeah. Um, another show I went to that uh, I don't think any of you went to. I went to Florence and the Machine. Mm. Was that at Amway? Yeah, it was at Amway. Yeah. And holy shit, that girl's got pipes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. The dog days are over. Just like yeah. that. Yeah, just. Yeah, are you. Is that Florence? <laughs> you... Oh, and my God. Like, oh, machine. pipes? You mean like this? <laughs> <laughs> no, she was really good. Uh, it's really surprising because I feel like 
a lot of artists li- like that these days, you know, the the singing just isn't always there, especially, you know, when they perform so much. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. This girl's running around stage in like a wedding dress and she's she's singing her heart out mm-hmm. and she's not missing a note. It was pretty gnarly to see. We had a our friend had like free tickets, so she took a bunch of us. Nice. And I mean, it was How actually close for you. Uh, we had a box actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. I guess that's the way to do Amway. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, arena shows can be yeah pretty rough depending mm-hmm. on where you're at. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's uh that's cool because Florence and the Machine are like perennial uh, uh music award show favorites because they she's always going like ham on stage. She's really fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. And I've I'd never seen her. The only reason I didn't see her was at Bonnaroo 2015. She was playing during Robert Plant. So sorry, Flo. But mm-hmm. she she definitely showcased that I could have made the choice to go see her. But damn, it was a really good show. Okay. Yeah. Dope. Um, all right. We had one more thing you wanted. Hun- yeah, there's. Uh, well, really briefly, uh, just going to say that I started watching. I'm way too late to the scene, but I started watching Pin 15. Uh, ah, this show's great. Um, oh, about halfway through the first season. Dude. Through the season. I love that show really I good fucking the, love that the show. charm to the show is unparalleled just because they are like 30 year old women yeah. that are acting with children and it's it's so specific in its memories this, like the way it's written yeah no the second episode uh is an episode where they sneak out to try and like hang out with the cool girls and they have like a hookup scene where there's five brothers and then there's five of them and they like pair off to oh, go hook up yeah and one of them gets stuck with an eight-year-old and they're like he's eight yeah but he's so hot <laughs> oh my god it's incredible it's the it's yeah it's an amazing show like the more really you watch it the more show. you like it and it's like i said about ladybird i love movies that have a specificity where you just know it's like a memory because no one could ever make that yeah. up it's so specific it's beautifully done yeah no i do really love that show but so um in other news i did go hit the cinema this week i know we aren't talking about a film release men in black international no man um speaking I of fucking nba at some point they would not stop plugging <laughs> yeah, that on the finals. i actually thought about going and then it got ruined for me like the 15th nba Dude. player who is involved in that so wait how did that do by the way box office pretty Tina? terrible because not they were correct. plugging it so hard but it, they never made it look good and they were trying <laughs> but it, i was never sold on it it did better than the movie you, you saw so yeah so the movie that i saw is the dead don't die uh the latest jim jarmusch film zombie movie um looks like a sequel to zombie land if you see the trailer you might be a little confused oh so um (laughs) it has nothing to do with zombie land yeah in a lot of ways it's trying to be the new Shaun of the dead Mm. but in other ways it's completely doing its own thing i will say this movie is so fucking original and unique in its own way that like I admire it more than I like it um Um, here's the the thing the cast is outrageous so here's the thing yes the cast is amazing um this probably like people hated this movie in my showing people like wow i heard lots of people just being like well that was the worst fucking movie i've ever seen in my life oh. there was a dad outside who was like i'm so sorry for making you guys it was his daughter and his wife and them. it was just like i'm so sorry for making y'all come to see that with me for father's wow. day oh my God. people hated this movie here's the thing about this movie this movie people know that they're in a movie they know that they're in a zombie movie so it is extremely meta and self-aware to like the point that I personally found it so engaging. This is like 
this isn't even really a spoiler because it happens very early on in the movie where uh, Sufjan Stevens songs plays on the radio, on the car radio whenever it's just, it's uh, Adam Driver and Bill Murray as two cops in this town just driving together. Um, and by the way, Sufjan Stevens is in the movie. Um, and there's a song that plays that is an original piece by him called Dead Don't Die. Uh, um, so they play this song and they're like, <laughs> Bill Murray's like, huh, the song sounds so familiar. Adam Driver's just like, don't you know? This is the theme song. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, no, but when that happened, I was like, That's so funny. I was like, oh, fuck, we're in for a fucking ride on this movie. Overall, I still like, like I said, I admire the hell out of what he was trying to do. Um, I wish that it would have even gone more into that. There's one moment towards the end of the movie. I'm just going to give minor spoilers if you don't care. I think this is the last thing that we're talking about. So if you don't want to hear minor spoilers, mm. you can skip ahead. But uh, throughout the movie, Adam Driver just keeps saying, like, this is going to end badly. This is going to end badly. And he says it like 15 times. And then there's one point when they're sitting in the cop car together and, like, zombies are starting to, like, attack them. And he's like, I told you, this is going to end badly. And Bill Murray's like, why do you keep saying that? And Driver's just like, because I read the script. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is this, it's, community? It's, <laughs> no, it really feels, it feels more like community than Deadpool. And that's what I'll give it credit for. Uh. That, like, it really felt like you were just, <laughs> he was, so he, because I admire what he's doing, because he was just like, I, whenever I try to write, write a script, I never saw Patterson, which is his other I've big wanted movie. to watch that movie um, for so long. But the thing is that whenever he writes scripts, he writes scripts that will make him laugh. And that's why, like, they turn a lot of people off because it's not what general audience people want out of a movie. Um, overall, I don't think this is very good. Or not, I wouldn't say. I, I did enjoy it. I'd say it's a strong six to a light seven. Mm. But I really admired the hell out of what he was trying to do. Very much, he's playing homage to a lot of great, like, very much Night of the Living Dead, uh, Dawn of the Dead kind of style. Um, Definitely a lot of Romero vibes. There's one specific thing about the zombies. When they come back, they revert to doing things that they like doing while they were still alive. Very much Dawn of the Dead um, style. Dawn of the Dead, like, zombies will go back to shopping malls and stuff like that. Like, things that they like (laughs) to do growing while they were still alive. So it has a lot of these vibes. Um, some of the storylines are just not very interesting. Like, there's a whole thing that follows a group of teenagers uh, that are relatively unknown that are, like, in this Is Selena Gomez in there? Selena Gomez is in there. Not really sure why she's in this movie. Kind of random. Um, this movie, the cast is incredible. The MVP of this movie, without a doubt, is Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton knows exactly what kind of a fucking movie she's in for. She's, like, this samurai goddess um who is also just a fucking robot um and she is she is on another level tilda swinton is a god i love her so much i would do anything for her adam driver and bill murray are great bill murray weirdly they have him playing the straight man which is unique twist on a bill murray movie because he's always the zany person and somebody has to reel it back in but adam driver is the extra one out of mm, I Ad- love I love me some Adam Driver. Yeah, he, so he, Adam Driver might be one of the best movie stars that we have right now. I'll he say he has the best line read of all time. It was in the trailer for this movie. Yeah, That's ghouls. how I know. Ghouls. <laughs> so good. Man. It works. I mean, he is, he's truly a funny Zombies, guy. You know, like, like ghouls. Because the thing is that as soon as like the first attack happens, they're like, could be an animal or several animals, and then Adam Driver's like. 
I think it's zombies, you know, like ghouls. <laughs> <laughs> and like everybody's just like, as soon as it happens, they're like, oh yeah, there's zombies coming. Mm. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, Steve Buscemi's in this movie mm-hmm. uh, wearing mm-hmm. a Keep America White Again hat. Oh, <laughs> man. What? It's very on the Steve. nose of some of it. Tom Yikes. Waits plays a fucking homeless man in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is so have, fucking extra. Have you that... guys seen what Jim Jarmusch looks like? No. He <laughs> look, look up a picture of Jim Jarmusch. He looks like Don't a... Think he should be in a Tim Burton movie. He looks like a mix between David Lynch and Nick Cave. Nah. If you can... With a little bit of Iggy Pop in there. Which, by the I way, like Iggy it. Pop is also in this movie. He does have and a very... Riza. Oh, yeah, I've seen this. He has a very cool uh, aura, and his name is cool. Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. Jarmusch. I've, I've been wanting to watch Patterson for so long. I've just never gotten around to it. But I'm going to watch it, and then I'm going to watch The Dead Don't Die. Yeah. I'm going to get around to it. I will say, it. this dude is... I listened to a podcast with him, and he might be one of the most pretentious people that I've ever heard in my life. Well, look at him. He's, he is... <laughs> so, like, his aura is both uh, intriguing and also full of douchebaggery. So you kind of just got to take the good with the bad mm. for it all. Like, he's made two studio movies, and you would think that he's, like, fucking James Cameron just based on his whole aura that he presents himself as. That's fun. He's, yeah, and now, and he's then very this... much pushing like towards, like he's a proponent of original and challenging filmmaking, um, and that's something that should be applauded. So what do we have here in box office-wise? Uh, that's what I was about to say. Is this it a opened at 2.5 mil. Yeah, no, its movie is doing terrible. Casting alone is more expensive. Yeah, that. number 12 on the box office. Uh. But hey, guys, stick around for a review of Shaft. Coming Shit. at you. I'm not going to watch never. that. Coming um, at you, uh, never. We pull up the the Men in Black box office numbers. I'm concerned it's about 30 my... mil. 30. It did open it's at number one. It's not going to crack our top 10. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, though. The box office has been god awful this year. I know. So. It's, everything's low. Guys, it's it's looking rough. It, this summer has been really bad. For I movies. mean, the movies aren't fucking good. Yeah. So we're in we're in some I, I can't some can, treacherous I, yeah, territory. I, I'd right like now. to plug movies, but I can't at the moment. Yeah. I cannot, in good conscience, tell you to go see a movie. What movie in theaters would I recommend? Hey, to if anyone? Booksmart's still playing anywhere, go see yeah. it. Right now, it's playing at one showtime at our local AMC. It's at ten thirty in the morning. Jeez. So yeah, there's just that's nothing, man. Got it sucks too. right now. Well, it absolutely blows. On that note. We'll wrap it up, and we will be back with our mid-year album check-in in just a few days with Danny. Mm. He'll be still here. He's living in the computer, mm. sleeping in the files. We're doing Listomania 2019.5, mm-hmm. the well, beta. I'm already having a little bit of freak out thinking about the best of the decade shit that's gonna be oh, God. being oh, swamped everywhere i don't even know i i don't even know i i don't even want to think about that but it's gonna happen and it's coming soon uh but that'll be in a few months and right now we're just gonna be talking best of 2019 so far so far um so stick around that'll be out in a few days uh in the meantime you can follow us at we bought a mic twitter instagram facebook uh and at gmail.com with your emails Please let us know what you thought of uh, basketball and such. Um, maybe maybe you have a, a hot take. Maybe you're Canadian. 
I, I, maybe you want to. They're gonna be like once again a podcast that's only talking about the Warriors and not talking about my yeah, championship yeah, team. Yeah, let us yeah. know. Let us know. Hey, I'm happy for the Raptors. Uh, follow us all on on um, on Twitter. Uh, Danny, what's your? Twitter? Uh, it's my first and last name, Daniel Sewane. S E O A N E seven. Yes, yes. And a lot of vowels. You can yeah. reach all Very of us cool. at triple vowel threat, baby. Twitter, um, in the description, all those links are down there. So thanks for listening, and we will be back with uh, our best albums of 2019 so far. Stick around. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye. Like magic, like magic, like magic, yeah.